appreciate you, brother. You just pray hard, and I'm going to keep forgetting it. Praise God. Praise God. Turn over to Romans. Book of Romans. Fifteenth chapter. Romans fifteen. Yeah, is that working? And did they have Wayne and Madeline, daughter and son-in-law, with us? Amen. Drove up yesterday from the Sand Hills. Oh, praise God for how He's blessed us. We we got to hear a little more of His Word. We got to learn a little more about Jesus, how great He is. We got to hear a little different, maybe, example of the chains. Praise God what He's done for us. We don't learn too much till we get to where we can't learn some more. I've had a saying a long time, it ain't Bible. But that that we learn after we know it all will help us. Amen. That that we learn after we know it all, it will help us. Amen. 15th chapter of Romans. I am going to try my best to hurry. I know everybody's tired and I want to be back at 5 o'clock this evening. Pray for Cody Brown as he come and the singers. I, I forgot, but pray for him. I don't know who the singers are supposed to be. But pray pray for TJ and Justin or our preaching, spreading the word in other churches this morning. I thank God for that. We're just going to give it the best that we know how. And our message is found in the first verse of the 15th chapter of Romans. I praise God for these young fellows that's coming on him. Amen, preaching the word of God. Uh, we worked with uh, James Collins. I was his supervisor for a good while. Before he got saved, honorary little devil. He's honorary little devil. Yeah, he's he's sneaking. He'd pull one over on you if you wasn't careful. I told him last night. I said, I used to have to watch you, and I said I'm gonna sit right over there, and I'm gonna watch you again. I'm gonna watch you again. Lay with it, brother. Hey, man, he done a done a good job. <clears throat> a message God laid on our heart. It's not to please ourselves. Don't know if I've ever preached this or not, but it don't really matter. But I believe one of our biggest faults, Christians, church people, is we've got to please ourselves. It ain't drugs. It ain't alcohol. It, maybe it ain't sexual desires or the things of this world. Maybe we're not having problems of cussing or, or flying off the handle or road rage or all this. But we've all got a problem of pleasing ourselves. Hey, 
there's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of destruction. That's in Proverbs two different times. All of a man's ways are right in his own eyes. And we want to please ourselves. And it's going to get us, every one of us. The Word of God said, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. The infirmities of the weak, the troubles that the weak are having. And you know, I've said it many times, and I've told, I've told Janet, we need to praise God that the scripture that we do know, there's so many people smarter and know and can quote more scripture than I can. But we need to praise God for the scripture that we know and not use what we know to belittle somebody that's got an infirmity of not understanding the Word of God. If everybody in the church understood the Word of God, the pews would be full. The altars would be full if we understood the Word of God. But we don't need to get discouraged because somebody quits or falls by the wayside or has a little problem in their Christian life. We don't need to get all built up and decide we're king, amen, and want to beat them down. We need to realize we can fall too, amen. And I pray when I stumble, amen, that there's somebody here that will come that cares enough about me and lift me up. Honey, I don't need to be serving the pleasures of what I want. My flesh is unruly. My flesh is going to hell. Amen. My soul is going to heaven, but my flesh is going to hell. And the flesh is leading us into destruction. The flesh, amen, is what got Eve in the garden. The pride of the eye, the lust of the eye, the pride of the flesh. Amen. That she saw at everything that could be offered to anybody. Amen. But that one forbidden fruit is what Satan tried to show her. So I'm telling you, she thought it would be good, and she'd know good and evil, and she did. But it'd been better if we'd have never known good and evil. Amen. If we'd have never known good and evil, then we couldn't have trespassed on the Word of God. But once we've heard of the Word of God and begin to go back on it, then it becomes sin, uh, Sin is to depart from the path of duty prescribed by God. And I thought today how our pleasures are taking us. I thought I got Scotty out of the hospital, been in the hospital three weeks. We got him out uh, Friday, 
Thank God Melissa has adopted us, and I appreciate Melissa and her and Janet going to get the car. And Scotty, the addiction of just a cigarette. And he, I said, let's don't go out in the hot sun till they come. He rolled out in that wheelchair, started asking, do you have a light? Do you have a light? Do you have a light? I thought if I, and the Bible said addiction one time in Second Corinthians in the Bible, that was the house of Stephanus was addicted to the Word of God. Can I tell you something? If we were so addicted to the Word of God, the very minute he got on the street out of the hospital, the first thing he wanted was a cigarette. The first thing I should I desire today and be addicted to the Word of God is to tell somebody else about Jesus. I'd lend a helping hand to somebody else that's fallen instead of trying to satisfy the pleasures of my body uh, to give my body rest and to give my body cool and to give my body uh, warm and to give my body fed when it's hungry give my body in the shade when it's hot to take care of Bill and then I want to go here and I want to go there I want to see this and I want to see that and we forget about what God has called us to do. God saved me out of a burning hell to be a witness, to be an example, to be a light to a lost and dying world. And I failed miserably. But I need to testify to the trees. I need to testify to the squirrels. I need to testify to every every place I go, to everybody I see. I need to stand on the word of God. I don't need to back down. I don't need to worry about what would satisfy you. I need to worry what would satisfy my God and to help somebody else. Neighbors, we have failed miserably. I thought about, as Terry was talking about, what, 27 years of marriage. I was in Cuba, and I was testifying that I, me and my wife got married in 1959. I was preaching and testifying, and there's a group, there's a group after service come down. A couple of them could talk a little English, but they wanted to tell me that they hoped that my marriage had been better than their life since Castro took over in 1959. And, and, I, and I didn't mention that no more. I didn't say nothing else about getting saved. But I did say to them, I'm sure my marriage has been rough, but I'm sure it's been better than yours in bondage, yours in captivity, yours under Castro, yours under communism, yours to stop you from worshiping. Your freedom has been taken away from you. There's nobody, nobody sitting here today understands what Cuba has went through. Nobody understands being under dictatorship. You might have been through prison. You might have been through a lot of sickness or a lot of trouble. But I've seen some people in despair with a heart to serve God. Amen. And couldn't carry a Bible. Couldn't testify on the street. And you, here you and I are in freedom. 
and we can testify on the street. They might walk off. They might not accept you. They might ask you to leave. I've been asked to leave before, but I've been run out of the pool room too, and I've been run out of the bar, so that was no big deal to be asked to leave me alone. Quit talking about Jesus. Uh, I was on the back porch uh, uh, yesterday of a man that's lost both legs. Amen. And with sugar, and he wouldn't quit drinking, wouldn't turn his life over to God. And he's up in his 50, I'm guessing 55. And I thought about every tooth almost in his head that uh, fell out. And I thought, my Lord and my God. He looked up at me and he said, what a hit of hire you got. What a hit of hire you got. You know, I thought, well, maybe that is a little example. Amen. And I said, I want to invite you to church. And he said, it's been one time that I remember since we've been here. And he said, I might just do that. I might just do that. Or we're going to wait till we don't have no legs to walk or no arms to praise God or no voice to give God glory and praise for what he's done for us. I'd give anything if my voice would be like it used to be. But I'm going to tell you what, I ain't going to quit. Amen. I've got one vocal cord. And it's a flopping good, amen. We're just going to let it go. Honey, we need to give God praise, honor, and glory. Wayne, I thought about in our sickness, we need God more today than we've ever needed him before. In his infirmities, I need to not put on myself, but I need to care about my brother. I need to care about my brother. I need to care about our lost. that are dying and going to hell. The hospital doors, I watched them. You can walk up to them and they open and you can come out. That ain't the first time Paul and Silas, amen, was in jail. Amen. And the doors just swung open. Amen. That was before electricity. That was before remote control. So electric doors ain't got nothing on God. But when we were in bondage to sin, the only thing that will open the door, only thing that will open the door is the Lord Jesus Christ. You can have a pocket full of money on the mansion, on a hill, and cattle everywhere. Honey, but if you got sin in your life, you need a door open, and only Jesus can open that door. Oh, I'm glad today, glory to God, that it don't matter what I want. I asked Janet yesterday, I said, Mama, what are you doing? I was talking to somebody, I forgot who, Janet's brother, Jay. And I backed up and I stepped right on Janet's toes. I didn't know she was back there. I sort of separated us just a little bit. And I was talking to her brother. I get carried away talking sometimes, they tell me. The next thing I know, I stepped on Janet again. I don't know if she thought I was going to fall or what. I said, honey, what are you doing? She said, I just want to get close to you. And there I was walking on her toes. I just want to get close to you, and I may walk on your toes. <laughs> Amen. But I love you. 
and I care about you. I'm going to tell you what's got people out of church today. Their own pleasure. I remember Johnny Freeman testifying, and I wrote him pretty heavy over it. But he was kind of between churches, and he and he decided it'd be all right because several said, let's go ride the motorcycle on the parkway on Sunday. Johnny Freeman went and rode the parkway. He's the tightest man ever met in my life. He went and rode the parkway on Sunday, and he got a ticket. And that cost him back here. The Lord knows the way to your heart. It may be through your pocketbook. <laughs> hey, it may be through a young one. God knows how to get to you. He never did forget that. And as long as he come to church here, I helped him not forget that. <laughs> Amen. Now, I know how to get to him. Amen. I hope he's listening. Amen. And the Bible said, we then... Are we then, then that are strong, ought to bear the infirmities of the weak? What was the saying Wayne Lawson had? The strong have got weak. There's something else to it. What did he say? That's exactly what he said. He said the strong has carried the weaks along. That the strong's got weak. And he ain't in church now. So maybe if I'd helped him bear his infirmity a little more, maybe he'd have been sitting over in church. Don't tell me a deacon can't fall. Is there any more expected of a deacon than it is you? Hey, the same God that saved you saved him. There's something required of us today, and that's to serve God, to follow God. I thought about, I ain't going to get done if I don't get off the first verse. He said, but not to please ourselves. When a man falls, we don't need to run off and beat him back down. We need to lift him back up. Our little brother, I prayed right beside of him last night. I remember some words that our little brother said last night right there. said, God, please don't turn me over to a reprobate mind. God, take me back. Take me back. And if God takes you back, I've got to. I have no choice. When they repent, I've got to take them back. It don't matter if they slapped me, beat me, tore me down, and stole off of me. Bless God, when God takes them back, I've got to. I've got to. We need to bear the infirmities of the weak. And I'm going to read it again. We then that are strong. Is there anybody strong anymore? Listen to what I'm saying to you. I should have looked up a scripture. It just hit me. But these mouths have got to be shut up. These mouths has got to be stopped. When we get hurt, 
We're going to make ourselves look good and talk about everybody else. I remember a harlot in our community when I grew up. And she wanted to point out every other one's sins to clear her. How about it? I've been in church 55 years, over 55. And I found out, boy, it's getting quiet now. And I've watched when a person starts backsliding. I looked at a couple of empty pews when the church was singing. I looked back and I looked at a couple of empty pews. And how backsliding starts is to leave your pew empty, not be in your pew. And the next thing you see, fault. And then you see fault. And then this one's wrong. And that preacher's too long. And we start doing our own pleasure. Hello? We start doing our own pleasure. I've had some say to me, why do you have to do that? I've got a funeral next Saturday here. Girls raised in the, the old church. And it's just visited, just visited since we've been pastoring. But they asked to use the church. And they asked if I'd do a service, just to have a memorial. She's been passed for about five weeks now. But they're going to bring the ashes. Why is it my obligation? That's what I was asked. Why do you have to do that? Because God saved my soul. Because Jesus died on the cross that I could be saved. Not my pleasure, not what I want to do, not go when I want to go. But you said a hundred times, there's a lot of Tuesday nights he'd rather not go. But it ain't, it's our call. you got to go. And he said in the second verse, let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. Hey, are we guilty? He said, please our neighbor. Let everyone please his neighbor for his edification. I'll never forget, and it blessed my heart. And I ain't bragging on me, but it was, it was Chad Shaw, and he's not in church now that I know of. Pulled several years in prison, but I've been up all night and all day when Scotty got shot, and I come and preached on Sunday morning, and Chad Shaw was sitting right back there, and after service, he said, "I know." that you're a man of God. I'd have been excusable. I could have stayed out. Janet needed me at the hospital. Scotty, they didn't think would live through Sunday. But what can I do for a dying man that's out of it? My duty is to preach to you that's alive. Tell you Jesus is soon coming. Not what you want to do, 
or when you want to do it or because you are not able. But it's because Jesus died for us. We need to edify our neighbor. How do we edify our neighbor? By good works. By seeing your car come out, knowing every Sunday morning you're going to the house of God. It ain't always the words that we speak that edifies our neighbor. Mm. Glory be unto God. Church, where are we at today? Where are we at today? What I'm talking about, we church people sit around and we think the drug head has got a chain on him and the drunk's got a chain and the adulterer's got a chain, but we don't see that we're loaded down with our mind. That Satan has stopped us from praising God, giving God glory and honor and hard feelings towards one another. Honey, we need to love one another. We need to start caring about one another. I'm going to tell you. I shouldn't tell this. I'll just let it go. But I told one uh, this week, the last words you say, the last words, and he come to me, and he said, we had a quarrel, and she's dead. And he eat him up. about if you flip out the door at your house, man, it's your spouse or a young one, and you die or they die. How about it? In church, I've watched them puff up, watched them dodge me. I can't help it. They dodge Jesus. I got to love them. They didn't like him before they didn't like me. But it's not for my pleasure. It's for the glory of God. Let me read what the Word said. For even Christ pleased not himself. I want us to look at that carefully. We say that being a Christian is Christ-like. He said even Christ pleased not himself. Even Christ pleased not himself. As he went to the cross... He said, not my will, but time be done. He didn't want to go to the cross, but he saw you, and he saw me, and he knew that we were going to need help. I wasn't even born yet. You weren't even born yet. But Jesus had foreknowledge that you were going to be here, and you were going to have a need, like the needs that we've had the last since January. I've had needs continuously since January, and God's met every one of them. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproach of them that reproached thee fell on me. Let me read that over in Psalms, if I can find it. Psalms 8 and 9, 69, 8 and 9. For I am become a stranger unto my brethren and an alien unto my mother's children. That's your brothers and sisters. He said he's become an alien. For the zeal, I want you to get this, 
for the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up, and the reproach of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. That's written in Psalms, and it come right on over, and Paul quoted that thing because he had read that in Psalms, and he quoted it, and he said, the zeal of thine house, the zeal that Paul had to serve God became a reproach to him. He couldn't do what he wanted to do. He couldn't have his own pleasure. He had to run many times when he was given an invitation, hoping somebody would get saved, telling somebody about Jesus, and the reproachers were out there to kill him, to cut him off. I'm glad he didn't read about the seal of God that reproached him, reproached me also. I'm glad today that I realize I'm not the only one that gets come against. I'm not the only one one that has problems. I'm not the worst shape of anybody else. I'm doing good compared to a lot of people. God has been good to me. Oh, I praise him that I've got two good legs. I could get down and discouraged because of some problems that's come to my house. But glory to God, Jesus said, I'm bigger than your problems. I'm able to take care of your problems. Let me read that. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproach of them that reproached me thee fell on me forth first. For whosoever, whatsoever things were written aforetime, whatever was written down in the old Bible aforetime or some of the scripture before Paul got here. He said, whatsoever scriptures were written, whatever things were written aforetime are written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scripture might have hope, might have hope. Amen. Comfort of the scripture, knowledge, understanding of the scripture, knowing the scripture. Amen. We turn over to Timothy, Second Timothy 3. Second Timothy 3. And praise God. Listen to what the word of God said. And the scripture said in the in the second uh, Timothy 3. 15th verse, and from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture, listen, all scripture, the 16th verse, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. All scripture is profitable. It's given by inspiration of Almighty God. He said it's profitable. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, that's that's rebuke, for for correction in the seven for instruction in righteousness that the man of God listen that the man of God may be perfect. This is what the scripture is for. The scripture is helping us not have anger. The scripture is helping us not talk about people. Uh, the scripture is helping us uh, not to be puffed 
disturb and not to come against everything that happens. Other scripture is teaching us to come together in love. The scripture is teaching us how to love. The scripture is teaching us how to become a perfect man. I'm not perfect yet, but the Bible teaches me to strive for perfection, fight for perfection, a fight to overcome a sin, overcome what the devil has thrown out there. Said it for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished. Listen to this: thoroughly furnished unto all a good works. I'm going to tell you. God has not left off anything. God is not slack concerning his promises. Uh, he has given us daily benefits. He daily loads us with benefits. I found in time of trouble, in time when I called myself in the middle, in a valley, God would give me a scripture. God would move upon my heart. The power of God, I would move in right on time, amen, to take care of you. I found out when I couldn't help myself, when I was in despair, Bill and I were talking this morning how it is when you can't breathe. Roger knows what it is when you can't breathe. I tried to stand up in my car with a heart attack, trying to get another breath. I'm going to tell you something. The Lord Jesus Christ came through. Honey, if you think you can't get another breath or another testimony or another shout, glory to God, God will come through. I'm glad he's King of kings and Lord of lords. I'm glad he's sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I today. I'm glad when he sees I'm feeble and beat down that he lifts me up. I'm glad you'll send somebody by. God will take care of us. Our brother this morning said, I'm beat, I'm, I'm down, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting a battle. Glory to God. His infirmities, us that are strong. And I'm going to say, mate, us that are strong. I'm not strong in strength. I'm not strong in voice. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm strong in faith. I know God hears our prayers. So we're going to help our brother be lifted up. Amen. Above the hardship that he's in. Oh, praise his holy name. Glory be unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. Ben, I'm going to say hallelujah in Spanish. You can understand it. Hallelujah. 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 God understands. Hallelujah. In every language. I'm glad. I'm glad. They's rejoicing somewhere else this morning. They might be some old uh, poor soul uh, that's laying under a bridge that fell on hard ground, but he's just met Jesus. He can holler, hallelujah. They might be somebody laying in the ICU in the Baptist hospital, but they've just met Jesus. They can holler, hallelujah. I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. 
Oh, glory be unto God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Let me read on. And he said, Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded. That's what I'm talking about. The God of consolation and patience grant you to be like-minded one toward another. We're not patient toward one another. I thought Jenny had a reason. I don't know what her reason was. I don't know. But she was patient. She had on sandals, and I stepped on her. I had shoes on. I stepped on her bare toes. She just barely pushed me forward and stayed right there. And <laughs> back when I was a drunk, oh, it's been 55 years, I walked on her toes, her heart, her head. I remember I come in one time, Wayne, I pitched my cap in the door and he come back and I left. I left. I'd heard that old saying. I would have been shot, killed, or been in hell. Walked on many people's toes, but they picked me back up. You have to, Matthew. You walked on many toes. So God requires you now when they step on you, smile and go on. God requires that of us. It ain't easy. It, ain't, it takes the grace of God. The flesh can't do it. We want to fight back. Amen. We're like animals. When we get hemmed up, we want to fight back. You know, a snake will run from you as long as it can. But you hem it up or step on it, it'll bite you. It'll bite you. We obey it to bite. We need to let it go. We need to let it go. We need to praise God. I've learned some things in Christian life, amen, that's been good for my soul. It's been banana pudding for my soul. It's been sweet for my soul. God has learned me some things. He's taught me some things. He's taught Shannon, but he learned me, amen. He's, he's taught us some things, amen. Now the God of patience and consolation granted to you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. Christ said one of the greatest examples could ever be said to mankind when he went to the cross and he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what to do. These sinners don't realize what they're doing. I thought about, and I don't, I don't know the time, but I'm guessing 35 to 40 years. And we were at the skating rink in Galax. We used to get skating parties, and, and I used to skate. And a little boy walked up, and he wanted to look at my ring there. And he looked at it, and he said, 1959. He looked up to his mama. He said, Mama, he's an antique. And lo and behold, last night, I'd have never recognized him. But he was sitting right back there. He said, do you know who I am? I said, no. 
He told me who his daddy was. I said, Lord, have mercy. And I got home and got to thinking last night. He thinks I was an antique now. I wonder, wonder what he thinks now. Hey, at least 35 years ago, he was a little bitty fella. Been in prison. Said he'd just come out of Asheville. Told me some hard, some hard. I'm going to tell you, you don't want no part of sin. Told me about losing a little baby. Lost his little youngin. Lost his wife. Mm, I'm talking about death. We don't want to go there. We that are strong need to bear the infirmities of the weak. Oh, we need to help him. I thought about, I don't know if he's seen me or not, even since skating ring, but 35 years, can, can we say that we've still been an example or if we quit and fell along the way? I could cover some stuff and make nine-tenths of you mad and we'll let it go in our pleasures. Our pleasures. We today, we today cannot miss a meal without going berserk. We can't have the temperature two degrees too hot or two degrees too cold. We go berserk. We want everything our way. Think about it. We come to church when it's convenient. I like to come sometimes when I'm hurting. <laughs> I remember coming. I used to have a lot of back problems. I remember. Some of you may remember. Don't even know where I was at, but I was in a store building. That's before I started pastoring. God said, testify. I run all over that store building. They just want to get rid of me. And just little by little, I come in like this, boat over, back out of place, old bricklayer, beat down. I went out that door standing straight as an hour. Hallelujah. They told me in the 60s I'd never work no more. I can still mow the yard if I want to. Janet tells me to get it. <laughs> Amen. Think about it, church. The doctors can tell you you can't make it, but God says you can. Yeah, I know my time's running short, praise the Lord. Amen. But praise the Lord. Thank God for what he's given me. I'm going to hurry. I'm going to hurry and finish this right quick. Amen. I got some more people to come if I didn't preach so long. <laughs> but if they come and I didn't preach long, I'd make a mad over something else, so. They ain't going to come no way. Amen. And I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision. He didn't come knocking people that had been circumcised. But he came telling them, I'll circumcise your heart. He was a minister of the circumcision. Now the God of patience and of consolation grant unto you to be like-minded. I know I done read that. One toward another according to Christ Jesus that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify God. 
I'm going to tell you, if Satan tried to come in here this morning and everybody started together, Jesus, 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 I've done it. I've done it laying in bed. I've done it laying in bed. When Satan invaded my sleep, invaded my house, I don't count sheep. About ten, as far as I can count, I lose them. Amen. But I can say, Jesus, 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 I promise you from the depths of my heart, I've heard the screen door on my old house squeak when Satan left. Why? Because we said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He said, submit ourselves unto him, and the devil will flee from us. Submit ourselves unto God. The lady that wanted to be anointed right here, I've known her. I prayed with her uh, this week, and I prayed with her before. But until you submit yourself to God, you will have nothing but problems. All you're doing is fooling yourself. You can come up here and say, I've got Jesus, and I want to do this. Things get better. Go right back where you're at. I know what I'm talking about, church. Jesus ain't with you. You're doing what you want to do. You're serving your own pleasure. The things of the world. I thought about, as I grew up, one of the one of the biggest things that happened around is if there's a church service or they had a basketball, especially the girls' basketball, especially the girls' basketball at Low Gap Tech. Boy, I wanted to go to that. That's the biggest thing happened. But you think of the pleasures that's out there now. I never dreamed of going to Winston to eat. I still to death to get a hot dog at Bob Patterson's restaurant. The pleasures have come. A bunch of y'all know what I'm talking about. It ain't nothing to jump in the car and ride to Winston. I get sick in my stomach to think about Winston, much less riding down there. But how much easier it is to fall into pleasure today than it was when I was a boy. Yeah. We'd, uh, we'd walk to Rowan Gap Church. We always, when I did go, walked to Liberty. We walked to Mountain View. I've even carried my shoes going to Mountain View to keep from wearing them out. Put shoes on after I got to church. Mm. Oh, we ain't going to do that, are we? Be a warrior and go back there for When I saw a little boy in Jamaica about that high, and he run by and, and stole the pop bottle, jerked it out of a man's hand. He run by him, man carrying a pop bottle. I thought, that's hard times. That's the way it was when I grew up. A pop bottle meant something. Not no more. Not no more. A newspaper. We'd go around and gather newspapers because we'd get a penny a pound for newspapers. Oh, Lordy. Let's don't talk about that, Bill. Let's talk about our gas for a dollar and 13 cents a gallon.
Amen. Let's go on. And that ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God. I believe that's what God saves us for. If we glorified God, like being Christ to, if we glorified God like we ought to, something else would happen. I thought it took, what, 13 churches to come together for us to get to shouting. And I watched it last night. Little Coburn seemed like it was just dry. And little Coburn jumped up, took his victory lap. You'll come, TJ. I'm going to tell you, it takes one of moving to get anything. It takes one of moving. Somebody's got to move. We can all come in and sit down and do nothing. But somebody's got to move. It ain't always my pleasure to preach. I love it. And after it's over, I thank God for it. But sometimes preaching's hard. Sometimes preaching's hard. I'm not grumbling, complaining, bragging. I'm just facts. And he said, Wherefore, receive you one another. Seventh verse, get this. Wherefore, receive you one another, as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Are we receiving others as Christ received us? Do I love Kenneth Gagan like Christ loved me? Do I care? Let me jump over. Let me go over here to First Peter. Find a verse. First Peter two twenty. There it is. First Peter two twenty. And what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults you shall take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, that is accepted with God. That's accepted with God when you're doing all that you can do. And they knock you, and you take it. That's accepted with God. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered. So we're called to suffer for Christ's sake. Suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. This first Peter two, twenty second verse, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Hey, I can't say that today. I've sinned, guile's been found in my mouth. Oh, I've downed people. I've done about everything a Christian could do wrong, I guess. And God picked me back up. Who when we who have reviled, revile not again. Hey, what that's saying, don't fight back. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Honey, we're bad to fight back. We're bad to get even. We need to get where God wants us to be. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. 
He didn't go back and threaten those people that took him to the cross. Amen. He went ahead and suffered because, again, he saw you. Because he saw you. Let me read that again. When who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. He committed himself unto God. Honey, we are going to have to walk the same example as Jesus Christ and submit ourselves unto God. Who is a, who his own self by our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. For we were as sheep. Listen to this. For ye were as sheep going astray but are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. Praise God's holy name. The bishop of our soul. You know what a bishop is? He's over it. A bishop is over it. You check with the, the Methodist priest. You talk to the Methodist pastor. I'm going to tell you, he makes no moves except the bishop of the Methodist Association speaks. Think about it, church. They said he's the bishop of our soul, not uh, the bishop of our church, but of our soul. He is the bishop of it. And he said in the eighth verse back in Romans, Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision. I don't hit that, I know. And that the Gentiles might glorify God. We are Gentiles. And that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. And he said, and again, 10th verse, and again he saith, rejoice, ye Gentiles, with his people. Rejoice, ye Gentiles, with his people. Amen. Over in Deuteronomy, and I promise you I'll quit. Deuteronomy 32. Bless you, brother. Thirty-two, amen. Forty-three. Rejoice. It's Deuteronomy 32 and 43. Rejoice, O ye nations, with his people. I got to look in this. We are a nation. And he said for us, he said, O ye nations, rejoice with his people. Rejoice with Israel. Amen. Because we are Gentiles. O ye nations with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants and will rend, render vengeance to his adversaries and will be merciful unto his land and to his people. 
So he said, rejoice, all you nations. We need to rejoice with Israel, and he'll take care of our adversaries. He'll bless our land. He'll take care of us. I thought, and we've watched it many, many times down through the years, even right here in America, when we when we had a, a good godly president, America would prosper. When we end up without an ungodly president or leaders in our nation, our land suffers. And not a one of you, there's not one of you that's not suffering with high gas prices. There's not a one of you that's not suffering with high grocery prices. I thought, and this has been, this has been several years, and it probably didn't mean nothing to nobody but a tight wad. But when a, a pound of potato chips, 16 ounces, and they cut it down to 12 ounces, I thought, I've lost four ounces. The price didn't change. We just lost four ounces of potato chips. I don't believe you can find a pound of, but a pound of bacon anymore. You might can, but they've cut it. They've cut it. So the price won't look, so it won't look so bad. The price is the same, but the pound is just good. I'd like to tell you something. 55 years I've known the Lord. He's never cut me short. He's never changed the word for me. He's always done exactly what the word promised me. He's always been there with me. In the floor looking up or up the ladder looking down, he's always been exactly, exactly what he said he'd be. He said he'd take care of us. He'd never leave us. Never seen the righteous forsaken or the seed begging bread. I'm going to hurriedly jump to the 31st verse of Romans, and I'm going to quit. That I may be, Paul was praying here, and he said that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea, and that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints. So Paul's prayer was here for us to speak the same thing out of the same mouth and pray for Paul that those in Judea that didn't believe, that didn't believe, wouldn't hinder him. And those saints in Jerusalem would accept him. And I believe as Cody comes tonight, I believe his prayer may not be these words, but it's the desire of his heart to be accepted of the saints at Mount Vernon Church. That be accepted that maybe those that don't believe might get saved. Might get saved. And he said, that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God. See if Paul is hindered there in Judea and the saints come against him and don't have him and the priest throws him out. It's hard for him to come to Rome with joy by the will of God and may with you be refreshed. Now the God of peace be with you all. 
Amen. So Paul's desire was to come, not just be refreshed by himself, but be refreshed with them. That they be refreshed, and he be refreshed. I thought about refreshing. What is refreshing? It's revival. It's revival. I thought about, we used to hear prime tobacco, and we didn't have chairs and bathtubs and all this good stuff. But how refreshing it was, once in a while, we'd find somebody that would take us to the creek after priming tobacco. How refreshing that was. Sometimes we'd even take our soap with us. Jumping that old creek, that refreshing mountain water coming down, wash that old blacker gum off, that old sticky hair. Hey, how refreshing. I thought about, and I watched several, as I said right there last night, they got refreshed. They got revival. Everybody didn't. But them that needed it and wanted it, got it. Today, we can't do our own pleasure. If you're doing it the way you want to do it, I know it breaks your heart when you have to get up in the morning and go to work. But thank you how many people that helps when you go to work. Think about it. Your testimony, testimony may be the last one somebody ever hears. Ever if you go to work ill, that's what Paul was praying. You're going to go to work to be accepted. Larry Boy, I'm going to hit you hard. You go too. <laughs> Amen. It's hard to keep a smile on our face. And I don't always. But I try. I did smile when I backed on Janice's toes. When she didn't hit me. Church, you are so important to Mount Vernon Church. You are so important to your family, to your job, to your community. Our chain that we're carrying today, I know Satan says you can't testify. told me when I got saved you'll never leave it don't tell nobody I didn't tell nobody for two days I wasn't at church there wasn't nobody there so I didn't tell nobody but I got to thinking this has got to be told I've got to obligate myself as before I read Romans 10 the mouth confesses if we all with the same mouth confess and possess Jesus everybody stand please and just before we sing five times together with every mouth, say Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.
Jesus, 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 Jesus. I believe that's six. Amen. Get us a song. If you will, come as God. <laughs> 